What's up, Derek? How are you today? I'm good, Nick. Uh, interesting week. Uh, a lot of stuff going on on social media this week. Woo, social media. Yay. <laughs> One of the more interesting things I've seen on social media is uh, a ton of people have been talking nonstop about Crazy Rich Asians, the new film that opened last week in theaters. I'm glad you followed that up with the new film because I was going to say, this isn't going to be appropriate when you just said Crazy Rich Asians, but now you're talking about the film, so we're good. Go ahead. Uh... <laughs> Did I throw let's you off? About, <laughs> let's, call, let's talk about Crazy Stupid Nick instead. <laughs> hey, I can talk about me all day long. It's the best, <laughs> it's the best subject I know. <laughs> true that, true that. Uh, so anyways, on social media, um, a lot of people just raving about the film. They're not saying you should go to it. They're not saying I recommend it. They're not saying four stars or two thumbs up or anything like that. What I, what I saw over and over and over on social media was go see Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, and I'm not used to people being that forceful with uh, their reviews. So I went. Did you really? I did. How was the, the, the movie? Because you obviously do what you're told, which is good. Some, sometimes. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole other subject, but uh, <laughs> uh, it was not what I expected. You know, I've heard so much about this film about how it's kind of serving an underserved demographic. You know, I, you know, it's kind of like they're talking about how it's in the same context of Wonder Woman or Black Panther. So for the first hour of the film, I was a little, I was a little confused. I'm like, well, where are all the superheroes? If it's like Black Panther or Wonder Woman, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's about crazy rich people, so I figured it'd be like a family full of, like, Batman running around saving the day, but it is not. That's disappointing. It is, but it was actually, it was a really sweet, heartwarming film. Did you cry? I Not like that. It's not, it's, uh, in terms of, like, emotional roller coaster, it's kind of an even keel. Okay. It's got some funny parts, but it's not nonstop funny. Uh, but it's really, it's just very, it's about, you know, it's very warm, it's very sweet. It's a, it's a lot about young love. Uh, and what I wasn't expecting about it is it's kind of, sort of, I would put it as a cross between like Arthur and guess who's coming to dinner. You know, the, what, was, of the, what was the first movie again? Uh, Arthur. Oh, I like Arthur. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's all about old money and someone coming into an old money family. Oh yeah. That's kind of like a tale as old as time right there. Yeah. And it's also, it's kind of has that kind of guess who's coming to dinner vibe because it's kind of about, you know, being Asian versus being Asian American and how people think that's a big difference. So it's kind of like the old way of thinking versus the new way of thinking and, and tradition and love and how it all interacts. And it all comes out to be a really, a really sweet, really heartwarming story. So would you say go see it or would you say see it whenever you want? Hmm. Hmm. I'm, I'm trying to figure out if I should jump on the bandwagon and be like everyone else and say, go see Crazy Witch Asians or say, eh, wait for it on DVD. I put it somewhere in between those two. Okay. Come on, Derek. Sign the petition. You're good at that. <laughs> I learned my lesson. Okay, man. All right. Very good. So so go check it out. It's a, it's a heartfelt. So it's probably something my wife would enjoy, I would imagine. I think your wife would enjoy it. I think your 12-year-old daughter would enjoy it as well. Yeah. The question is, is would I enjoy it? Will it make me laugh? Uh, 
the, you know, it, 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 there's not a lot of comedy in the movie, in my opinion, uh, but there are some scenes in there that are hilarious. Uh, and those are really the scenes that, that uh, Ken Jeong are in. And I don't know if he punched up the comedy or what, but some of those are hilarious. Wait a minute. Ken Jeong is in this movie? Dr. Ken Jeong. Yes, sir. Yes. Like, I was going to put a hangover reference in there, but I... Chow! Chow! That's his damn name. I couldn't think of his damn name. <laughs> yes, I think Yeah, I think that's right. Does he jump out of, a, of, a, uh, of the trunk of a car naked? Now, he is the heroine's best friend's father. He is the what's best friend's father? Uh, the hero, the heroines? Yeah, her- yeah. So there's drugs in this movie? <laughs> Am I saying it wrong? No, you're saying it right. I'm just giving you okay. shit. So the female, the female lead. Yeah. Her best friend's father. Yeah. Is her best friend a male or a female? Uh, she is a female, and she and that character, she is also hilarious. Uh, she was also in Ocean's Eight. She was in Ocean's Eight. Okay. Interesting. I didn't know. I didn't know that uh, Chow was in this movie. Yeah, small part. I'd say he's got about five minutes of scene time, but those five minutes are, I think, the funniest five minutes of the movie. Um, okay, it was confusing because, like, when I watched the preview for the movie, I almost felt like it was supposed to be a comedy. It's classified as a romantic comedy. Oh. There are some funny spots in it, but it is 90% uh, drama romance uh, and 10% comedy, I would say. Okay, fair enough. So yeah, I'll, I'll probably check that out when it comes on the. the uh, so so when you say that they were comparing it to Wonder Woman and Black Panther, you mean in regards to obviously not the superheroes because there wasn't a bunch of like Jet Lees and stuff like that, like Mask, the Black Mask, right? That was that movie he was in. Um, yeah. There wasn't a bunch of that going on. It was just the fact that it was a. Um, an Asian cast as compared to the Black Panther was an African-American or African cast, if you will. And uh, Wonder Woman was five minutes of the whole female land and then then it was the real world. I, stu- I still don't get the whole thing about Wonder Woman, but okay. First female superhero to have a starring, starring movie. Okay, now I get it after all these years or one year. However long it's been. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but it was just the fact that it was emotionally Asian or Asian American demographic in regards to the cast, right? That's correct. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, it worked, uh, in its opening weekend, it took number one in the box office, made 26 million, uh, in the weekend, uh, beat everything else out, including, uh, the week two of the Meg, uh, the opener for mile 22, the new Mark Wahlberg movie and, uh, the opener for alpha. Very good. Good for crazy. So did it make enough money to spin a, spe- a sequel? Uh, it has already been announced. It was announced yesterday there will be a sequel. This is based off a book series. Uh, and, yep, they're all, they're all ready to go for number two now. Oh, this is a book? Yeah. I'm going to get this book for my wife. Real interesting, too. Uh, the author of this book, I, I forgot what country he's from, but uh, he uh, they just had an opening premiere in the country that he's from. He couldn't go to it because he is um, uh, wanted in that country because he did not do his two years of mandatory military service. 
whoa, dude skipped out on his milita- military service and they freaking, you know, they put him wanted. So now he can't watch the movie in which his book is based off at his home country. That is correct. Yeah. Wow. Draft Dodger. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so what are they going to call the, uh, any ideas? Like, are they going to, you said it's based on a series of books. So do they have any, like, is there already a predetermined sequel name? You know what? Uh, I do not know. I haven't read the books. I haven't looked enough yet. Uh, but another uh, post that I saw on social media was uh, by a woman who just recently changed her handle on Twitter to crazy rich Helens. And she kind of mapped out the whole franchise for crazy rich Asians. And she Wait a minute, did the- you say crazy rich felon? Helen. Oh, Helen. Yeah, that sounds a lot better than felon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Crazy Rich Helen. <laughs> yeah, so, so Crazy Rich Helen's kind of took a play out of, or a, a page out of uh, the Fast and the Furious playbook. And she thinks the second one should be called Too Crazy, Too Rich. Third one should be <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians, Tokyo Drift. Four, <laughs> Tokyo Drift. <laughs> Number four, there should not be a number, a one titled number four because number four is the number of death in Asian culture. Ooh, that's good. Uh, number five should be called Crazy Five. <laughs> crazy. Number Sorry, six, Crazy funny. Rich Asians with uh, the A and, and crazy spell with a six. It works. Oh, nice. I like it. I like it. Then followed by Lucky Rich Sevens, of course. Wait a minute. What was it again? Lucky Rich Sevens. But I thought Fast and the Furious 7 was just called Furious 7. Well, you don't have to completely copy the franchise. Okay, very good. I mean, they could have just been like Asian 7. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or could. Crazy 7. Okay, but you, go ahead. I digress. Helen, you should tweet Crazy Rich Helen and tell her about that. I don't have a Twitter. Uh, and uh, for number eight, the fate of the Asians with the A and fate spelled with eights. Ooh, that sounds ominous. It does. Yes, it I does. I like it. Godzilla shows up. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but, but the New York Times put together a nice little story about this, uh, talking about how the Crazy Rich Asians topped the box office, proving power of diversity again. It is the best PG-13 rom-com opener in the last six years. The previous winner was Think Like a Man, which was also a minority cast. And actually, we almost didn't see this movie on the silver screen. Uh, Netflix was going after this movie. And uh, Netflix gave, actually gave them a sweeter deal. They were, given, they were offering uh, money up front, a guaranteed trilogy, and a couple other things. But uh, the filmmakers said, no, we want to see this on the silver screen. Good for the filmmakers, man, to to like turn down that Netflix money and the guaranteed tri- Good for them, man. I, I, that's that's great news. I, I would imagine people of Asian descent, be it Asian Americans or just Asians in general, are like, hell no, I'm glad I saw this. Like, because there's so much crap you can see on Netflix. Not crap, crap, but stuff you can see on Netflix. So I mean, good for them to just turn around and say, nah, we want to we want to take our families to the theater and see see us exactly and uh, it, and it paid off uh normally the a- asian demographic in america they are about let me see if i can pull the stats up i know i had them uh they're about 10 percent of of audiences normally uh for this movie they were 38 percent of the audience wow that again good for them 
good for them for the fact that you know they you know they created a movie in order to get people out of the theater to to experience that and so good for them for showing up but also good for them that you know there's also a, a lot of other people that wanted to see that movie that weren't just you know eight people of asian descent yeah, on Twitter, uh, there were people of Latin descent, uh, Caucasian descent. Every everything I, everyone I saw, they were just everyone that said anything about the movie, it was positive. So yeah, good for them. And good thing, like like you said, I, there is straight crap on Netflix, in my opinion. And if this movie came out on Netflix, either a, I probably never would have seen it, never heard of it, or b, I would have like thrown on in the background when I was messing around on my laptop. So this is this is great. Yeah, absolutely. It's The Commute Home with Nick and Derek. From Chicago's northwest suburbs, our hosts chat about, well, you know, whatever two middle-aged men like to talk about. The workday is done. Time to grit your teeth, get through the traffic, and make The Commute Home. More news from this week, and uh, this uh, new segment's about Hooters. Hooters? Hooters. Who, who doesn't love Hooters. You're talking about the restaurant? Uh, yeah, a lot of people don't like it, it yeah. seems like, because they are going to be closing a bunch of stores uh, real soon. They're going to close the Hooters restaurants? Uh, a bunch of them, yeah. Why not? Why? Well, their business has steadily been declining since 2012, and uh, <clears throat> at best it's been stagnant in some areas. Uh, what the research is showing is it's not the Me Too movement. It's not uh, the feminist movement. It is what what Hooters is saying is millennials don't like boobs like the older generations do. How many times have you ever been to a Hooters? Uh, there used to be one in Crystal Lake, and I used to have a few friends that work there, actually. So I, I, I went to that one eh, 20 times. Wow. You know how many times I've been to a Hooters? How many? Zero. You're missing out because they actually do have some really good food. <laughs> I mean, they got, I know they got the whole gimmick thing and all, but uh, the food there is they make the best buffalo chicken sandwich I've ever had. And they make the best uh, Philly cheesesteak I've ever had from a chain restaurant. Yeah, everybody tells me they've got great wings. I'm like, okay. I, you know what? Seriously, like, I, I don't know. Like, I missed the boat, I guess. You know, <laughs> daddy issues. I, my, I never had a dad to take me to Hooters for the first time. So I kind of just missed all out. And I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I never went. But I, I do kind of find it sad, though, because it's like, it's an American institution. First, Toys R Us. Now, Hooters. What's next? Priscilla's? Huns? What? Or, never mind, it's Priscilla's in Indianapolis. Lover's Lane? (laughs) 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 Shit. (laughs) That joke just fell flat because they don't have Priscilla's here. Shit. (laughs) Uh, Lover's Lane. That one I do know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you do. Uh, (laughs) But this is our chance, though, Derek. Yeah? What? Yeah. So, uh, I think what we should do is we should start a restaurant chain. Okay. We could, we could call it Mooters. Mooters. Mooters for man boobs. <laughs> and we could have uh, coupons there for uh, gynecostium. I don't know how to spell that stupid word. Treatment or breast reduction sur- surgery for men. 
Because did you know that in 2016, over 27,000 men had breast reduction surgery? Really? Yes. A 36% increase since the year 2000. <laughs> uh, you know... For, for some women, it causes them back problems, and that's why, why they get the surgery, and I get that. But for men, come on, guys. If you got it, flaunt it, man. Dennis was saying mooters, baby. I was going to say movies, but Kevin Smith stole that. Well, he took it already. He didn't steal it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so no golden cow, but, you know, we could have golden man boobs. Mooters. <laughs> mooters is a, it's a great chain idea. We could, we, men could walk around in like uh, white, like undershirt tank tops and uh, jorts, <laughs> serving uh, sausage links. I don't know. <laughs> well, um, you know, if I had the chance to invest in Mooters or um, Movie Pass at this point, I think I would invest in Movie Pass. You could have just said, I don't like your idea, Nick. You don't have to be hurtful, Derek. No, I was trying to be nice about it. I mean, I mean, movie pass, I mean, it's two cents a share. They got a shot. <laughs> they have more than a shot than, than you, you, you sick <gasps> bastard. What? <laughs> what, 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 what? Instead of movie pass, it could be movie pass. <laughs> you can get all you can eat sausage links. And mooters. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Nick, you need more Jesus in your life. <laughs> I need more Cheez-Its. I like Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its are good. I like them. They're pretty tasty. So uh, so Hooters are closing. That's that's sad. Another American institution, I guess, that's uh, going down the wayside. I don't know if I want to talk about this topic anymore now. <laughs> we probably shouldn't. Moving on. <laughs> So, did you watch... That didn't go how you planned, did it? (laughs) I'm just speechless, man. Speechless at you. You watched the Bears and the Broncos uh, preseason game on uh, Saturday? I can't say that I did. I I caught part of it when I was out at dinner. Uh, The game went three and a half hours, and the reason why it was so long is because the officials were running that game, and 28 penalties were called for a total of 293 yards. 28 penalties in a preseason game for 293 yards. That is correct. Why? Well, you know, there's the theory that in the preseason, they kind of want to set the tempo for the year. So So they want long-ass games. Well, and the officials are trying to, you know, try to get the the guys simmered down in preseason to to set the tempo for the season. But uh, this was the third preseason game, and people were pretty surprised the officials were going that hard. Uh, Derek Wolf, who is the defensive end for the Broncos, uh, took to social media and kind of gave his thoughts on the matter, and uh, it was a big explosion. A lot of people were talking about what he said. Uh Uh-oh, what did he say? He said, these penalties are getting ridiculous. Tough to take someone down to the ground without landing on them, whipping them down, grazing their head, or hitting their legs. This is a tough game for tough people. What do you think, Derek, that's not Derek Wolf? He's a Derek, so I got to like him. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it seems like the, the entire world is so just scared of concussions and CTE and other health problems that are that's really associated with football these days that they're really trying to uh, change the rules quite a bit every, every year, it seems like. 
Uh, I think some of the changes have been good, but this one's just, uh, I don't know. It, it seems like they're going pretty hard on that. What do you think? Well, I would tell you honestly that it's been, it's been a few years since I dedicated myself to following an NFL team. And actually in the past couple of years who, uh, you know, I've actually watched less and less football um, you know, I love the University of Notre Dame. I've got a Notre Dame leprechaun tattooed on my arm, but I didn't watch a full game all last season. And I think the reason is is because this isn't the football that I knew. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it, uh, you know, to go off on a little rant, it's not the football I knew, and I'm not saying it's bad, okay? Because somebody, my son plays Uh, varsity football for a local high school and there is a kid on their team who um you know passed out with uh with a head injury or he passed out come to find out the kid has abnormalities on his brain at 17 years old and i'm not saying that has to do with football but what i can say is that uh from a very young level and this is a lot of reason why i stopped watching football or stop or cut back watching football is because they don't teach these kids on a consistent basis based on my experience how uh to properly tackle it is at age four and five about winning a football game not about no matter what they say it's not about having fun because if it was more kids would play it Um, So what you have is you have high school kids that are getting hurt consistently. You have college kids that are suffering from concussions. You have NFL people who unfortunately at this point are committing suicide or doing horrible things to themselves and to others, and they're trying to link it back to head injuries. So on that regard, I get it, but it's not my NFL. It's not my football, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's just not what I grew up with. And when you know, you told me we were going to talk about this section, this this uh, uh, issue with the penalties and everything. I looked something up, and one of the new rules this rules this year is uh, players, uh, and it comes with helmet. Players are not allowed to lower the helmet to initiate contact with the helmet, mm-hmm. and they are also subject to ejection. And this is offensively and defensively. So I'm not even going to talk about defensively, right? But I'm going to tell. I'm going to give you a couple names. Craig Hayward. I know you know who Craig Hayward is. Ironhead, of course. Jerome Bettis, Tom Rathman, John Riggins, Eric Dickerson, Bo Jackson, and Jim Brown. Probably some of the greatest running backs that ever lived. Could you imagine if this rule was in place when they played? different game they would not be who they are it's right it's completely different right it's completely different league and i think you throw that situation in with the the polarization that is the national anthem debate along with some of these things in which these players are getting caught off the field doing you know, it's to me. I'm like, it's not worth it to watch the game, and that's what I, I I feel. I feel that you know, if you take a game, who historically over the past decade averages three hours, 
uh, of game time and you increase that by 30 minutes, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't want no part of it. I don't want no part of it anymore. I hope that, you know, you want my opinion, take the helmets away, take the, uh, all the padding away and just have people play the game. Cause I remember playing football as a kid and we played tackle football in the streets and nobody got hurt. Yeah. Rarely. Yeah. You bled, but nobody really got hurt because we didn't think we were invincible. You know, you don't try to, you know, blow somebody up to the point where, ooh, I'm going to make an ESPN highlight reel. You just tackle them. You bring them down to the damn ground. That's that's football the way we played it as a kid. But somewhere along the way in this John Madden EA era and ESPN, you know, Sports Center highlights, people just want to hear big noises when people tackle. And, again, not not my NFL. You know, for every Ronnie Lott that would cream a receiver coming across the middle, he, he still would tackle the receivers properly. Yeah, he'd make big hits, but he knew how to tackle. And nowadays you watch a game, there's so many missed tackles. And it, it, I don't know. It's, it's a ghost of what it used to be, in my personal opinion. Rant over. <laughs> No, you bring up some, some really good points. Um, you know, and, and, and it's also, the te- I think, the technology is that, is that now the pads have gotten so good that these people feel invincible when, when they're on the field and the pads. Absolutely. And they feel like they, they can go after everyone um, 100% every play. Yep. So we shall see. It's funny how things have changed. Like as as we were kids, and we and like we talk about health problems and issues and and uh, things like you know if this if CTE came out when we were kids, I think we would have been like, eh, they'll solve that in like twenty years, and they'll add it to the water supply, and there won't be a problem anymore, and we wouldn't worry about it. And we figured they'd they'd solve it eventually, and we'd be fine. And it seems like that line of thinking has kind of gone off the window. Yep. I I agree and and again I think it really starts down at the at the little league level in the emphasis on winning and not doing things the proper way because once you get to the high school level I mean some of the stuff they put these high school kids through and it's like yeah oh when I played football yeah blah blah flicking blah you know what it, you, the body is not designed to practice for football 12 months out of the year weightlifting five times a day for two hours a day it's not what it's designed for because what happens is you get out there on that field and eventually you put too much stress on those ligaments and those bones and something's gonna pop and when you got people that run in full force that are you know kids these age my son is one of the undersized kids on their team and he's you know four inches taller than me Weighs as much as me, but I got table muscle. He's got real muscle. <laughs> and, you know, and he's an undersized kid. I mean, there's some of those kids are 6'3", mm-hmm. 240 pounds mm-hmm. in, in high school. And, I mean, these kids are, like, not an ounce of fat on their body. And it's like, I, I just, I'm a believer. I don't think the body's designed to be that way. I just don't. Yeah, very interesting points. Very interesting Let's lighten the mood. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. So, so we talk about some heavy stuff. Let's talk about some fun stuff. Let's talk about the uh, tweet of the week. Yeah, what is the tweet of the week? Tweet, 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 
And now, this week's Tweet of the Week. I love it when celebrities interact on Twitter, and it happens fairly often these days. Earlier this month, Chris Hemsworth was celebrating a birthday on Twitter, posted a picture of him and his wife in front of his birthday cake, and he added the note, Immediately after the shot was taken, my son viciously attacked me from behind due to his ninja training and slammed my face into the flaming candles. I'll now be playing Deadpool if uh, Ryan Reynolds pulls the pin pulls the pin and all this hashtag stuff's getting too out of control. <laughs> uh, and then bunch of hashtags. <laughs> I'll now be playing Deadpool if Ryan Reynolds pulls the pin. Best birthday ever, Chris Hemsworth. Okay. Uh, within a couple of hours, uh, Ryan Reynolds chimed in, and he came back with, weird, my daughter just stabbed me in the right eye. She's not a ninja, but she is a bit of a dick. <laughs> Point is, we can finally trade roles. Happy birthday, Bubba. <laughs> nice. I don't know. I don't know what's funnier. Uh, the fact that... Chris Hemsworth's kid is a trained ninja that slammed his head into a <laughs> cake of candles. <laughs> that Ryan Reynolds' daughter stabbed him in the eye with a fork, or the fact that he called his daughter a dick, <laughs> 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 or the fact that he says "Bubba." <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> hey, Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Ryan Reynolds on, on Twitter, I got to admit, you see some, you see where Deadpool comes from in his tweet, Twitter feed. He is constantly slapstick, off the wall, ridiculous and funny on Twitter. It's, I'm amazed. It's a, it's a real talent he has. Yeah, he, he's a very witty man on the, on the Twitter stuff that I've seen, you know, based on articles and stuff like that. I, I think he's hilarious. And, and Chris Wimsworth is, is a pretty funny guy, too, so... He is. He really is. And, uh, you know, he's always talking about his family, always very positive, uh, always interacting with people. Uh, they're both great celebrities on Twitter. Yeah. Good follows for people that have Twitter, which I Yeah, know. absolutely. Look, go ahead. You be a Twitter stalker. Don't have Twitter and just read people's stuff that you think is funny. <laughs> That's a good tweet of the week. I like that. That's funny. Yeah. Very good. Uh, let's move on. Uh, this week in history, uh, a lot of history happened in the last week. Yeah, a lot of stuff happened this week. A lot of stuff. This week, this week in history. In history, history, history. Now. Now, 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 now. So uh, back in uh, 1896, they discovered bo- uh, gold in Rabbit Creek in the uh, Klondike area of Alaska. Uh, triggering the Great Klondike Gold Rush, which without that happening, we never would have had Klondike bars. I was just going to say, is that where Klondike bars come from? In my world, yes. I like your world. Hashtag Klondike bars, pure gold. (laughs) Hashtag too old for hashtags. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Which really is a hashtag. I looked it up once. Hashtag the hashtag. All right. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, bunch of birthdays. Uh, Davy Crockett was born in 1786. Davy uh, Crockett, king of the wild frontier. That's right. And died at the Alamo with his boots on. A coonskin cap. That's right. 
I almost said coonskin cap and a button nose, but that was frosty, and he didn't have a coonskin's cap. No, he did not. I, I, he I was a... really confused there. What what kind of hat was it? I can't think of the song now. Oh, uh, 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 f- f- man, I don't know. <laughs> Shit. You have kids, man. This is your job. Uh, Fronty Snowman. I have to. Bo- I'm googling this right now. Corn cob pipe and a button nose. Corn cob, yes. yes. Two eyes made out of coal. And when they placed that, top, is it a top hat? He had a top hat. He had yes. a top hat, Derek. Hashtag top hat. Uh, no more hashtags. Two, hashtag too old for hashtags. 10-4 good, buddy. All right. Uh, also bo- born is, I know you love the Oregon Trail. Uh, if there was no Oregon Trail, if there wasn't Lewis and Clark, Lewis was born in 1774 this last week. And in, seven, in 1871, uh, the aviation pioneer Orville Wright from, was born. Is he also the guy that did the popcorn? That was Orville Rickenbacker. Redenbacher. Redenbacher. Redenbacher or Rickenbacher? Redenbacher. Rickenbacher's Oh. Oh, yeah. Tom Petty said he wanted those in, the, in that one Christmas song. And and the last birthday we have is former President Bill Clinton was born this week, back in old oh. 1946. Wow, it's funny when I see Bill Clinton as a baby. You know who I I I, I uh, who I think of? Stewie from Family Guy. No, Baby Herman from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So one with the cigar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Jesus, Nick, come on. <sighs> Gotta take you to church. <laughs> take you to church. Today in history, really quick, uh, in Sweden, Stockholm, Sweden, a bank robbery went bad. And the people ended up turning in, uh, um, they ended up taking hostages. And after a number of days, the hostages started feeling sorry for the bank robbers. Thus, the term Stockholm Syndrome was born. Oh, interesting. Yes, sir. That happened sometime today, years ago. I think it was in the 60s. Can't remember the date. Sorry. Uh, Two other things on my end is uh, in 1920, the 19th Amendment was ratified, giving women the right to vote. As well as in 1920, I'm sorry, in 1959, uh, Hawaii was proclaimed the 50th state for the United States of America. Wow. 50. Man, it's crazy because, you know, when you're in school, you're like, hey, Hawaii is a state. But like when our when your parents. I think your parents are that old. Yeah. Well, my my mom was born in 61, so. But anyway, when they were in school, they're like, hey, in this new state, we got Hawaii. <laughs> it's like the price is right. Come on down, Hawaii. You can be a state, too. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers to those people in Hawaii, man. They're, they're about to get hit with a, a hurricane out there, and it looks like yeah. it's going to be pretty bad. Uh, yeah, with, with the volcano and now the hurricane, looks like they're having a tough summer. Yeah, really, man. The price for paradise. And let's see. And also this week... Uh, the Facts of Life started up, correct? Yes! It's 1979, I believe. Tootie and the Gang from The yeah. Facts of Life. I love that yeah. show growing up. Yeah, man. 
George Clooney was on that show too. Was he really? Oh, he was a boyfriend, right? Yeah, he was the. I think he was Nancy's boyfriend. Yeah, man, the fucking facts of life. We are too young to have watched that show because, like, you were born in '79, which is the year that it started, right? I was yeah. born in '80. Like, we had no business watching that shit because I think it ended in like '83 or '84. <laughs> like, what the heck, man? <laughs> Man, all syndication right. was great when we were kids, though. I mean, watching, you know, Facts of Life and then, you know, all the, all the stuff on Nick at Night, like I Dream of Genie and uh, Get Smart, Dragnet, all those, you know, all those flicks from uh, way before we were born. Yeah. And then BJ and the Bear. What was that? You didn't watch BJ and the Bear? I have no idea what that is. You're going to have to Google it. I don't think yeah. it was in syndication, though. Uh, but sounds dirty. Yeah, <laughs> it's not as dirty as you would think. But you, you're right, though, man. Like syndication was the bomb. And then as we got a little bit older, you know, with the invention of uh, uh, what's that thing? TiVo. Nick at night. No, not oh. TiVo. Nick at night. Like TiVo came way later. I didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> well, at first I thought you said TiVo, and I'm like, no, not Tim TiVo. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, no, man. Nick at Night was awesome. Oh God, yes. It was. It was just really, really great. Uh, and then TV Land came out. Oh man, I could talk forever. C- continue on. Uh, did anything else happen? Like I know lots of shit happened, but yeah. Anyway, those are the big ones. Those. <laughs> yes, they are. That's what she said. <laughs> wow. Hey, this is what happens when I have a bad day at work. Uh, you should have more bad days. I just need to be pre- uh, prepared for them then. Yeah, right? I like need to text you like 11 o'clock in the morning. Bad day today, Derek. Be prepared. Who the fuck? Oh, my fucking goodness, man. Construction to start in August. I was literally just on this road this morning. There were four lanes. Now there's one. This is why we can't get in. Ugh. Just breathe, man. Just breathe. I am. And my wife texted me, ETA, question mark. <laughs> so I sent her a picture of traffic. I said, maybe 15? Just respond back with tomorrow. Maybe 15 minutes, question mark. So, so it sounds like you've been having a tough day, but uh, I think there's someone out there that's having a tougher day than you. Who's that? That would be Ben Affleck. What happened to him? Is he no longer Batman? Uh, who knows at this point, but he's back in rehab for the third time in a year. You know what? I, I give him props. You know what? Nobody likes a quitter, Affleck. You keep going, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know who I, who I got to give props to is, uh, guess who drove him to rehab? Kevin Smith? Jennifer Garner. You know, for, for, for a divorced couple, she's really been sticking in there and trying to help him out, and I got to give her a lot of props for that. I do, too, especially considering she's probably the reason he drinks so much. Uh, you think so? I, no, I don't. I, I would think more it's, it's his uh, movie career. It's what makes him drink so much. See, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, that dude's got... I don't know him personally obviously, but it seemed like he was happiest in life when he wasn't a superstar. 
Like when he was just like making Just regular flicks man Goodwill Hunting ruined Ben Affleck No that's not true Man The Town is still one of my favorite movies man. I that's love a that great fr- movie Love that freaking movie man uh, Yeah I don't know man I, I don't know what his deal is I don't know I know he has gambling problems too doesn't he Oh I haven't heard that does he I think he does. He's got, like, poker issues and stuff like that. All right. <laughs> poker. <laughs> Not saying, talking about all his affairs. Talking about, actually, the card game. Well, he is dating a uh, Playboy Playmate right now. He, what? Yeah, he's, he's dating a 22-year-old Playmate, and she talks about in, in her in her write-ups how much she loves whiskey, loves, loves, loves wh- whiskey. Whiskey and soda is her drink, and uh, a bunch of pictures came up, surfaced in the last week of... Uh, Ben taking the garbage out to the curb, and what's it, what's it full of? Johnny Walker boxes. Ah. Uh, oh, man. See, and that, that saddens me, because I was just at the grocery store on Saturday, and, and I heard the divorce was off. And now you tell me this, and, like, my hopes and dreams for Ben Affleck and Jennifer Gardner. I want a Daredevil and a lecture to make another movie together, man. This is... This is sad. Oh, are are they not legally divorced yet? I don't think they are. I mean, to be honest with you, I really don't know because I really don't care. (laughs) But yeah, I I mean, I thought I thought they were still together and like going on vacations and shit together. And he's like, see, yeah, man. Maybe he'll write a good movie in, in uh, rehab about some guy that goes to rehab a lot. Maybe he'll write a sequel to Argo. I, but that was a true story, man. So? I don't think anything else happened after that. <laughs> How do you know that? You haven't seen the sequel yet. <laughs> Touche, good sir. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's sad. All right. All right. Sorry. No, that's what Ben Affleck should do. He should do a fictional sequel based off a true life story. Yes. It could be Argo meets the town. Like the, they break back in to, uh, where was that? Iran? Wait, is that where that, is that where that took place? Like, uh, oh shit. You're in anyway. the right, uh. Right region. geographic region, yeah. so they break back into the same people that Tehran. were in that one. Where was it? Uh, Tehran. Okay, so the so the same people that broke out of Tehran, they break back into Tehran uh, to rob money from the dictator that ruled Tehran. Like oceans. Oops. Tehran is the capital of Iran. I stand corrected. <sighs> and the crowd goes wild. Ah! <laughs> uh, they should break back in, like Ocean's Eight style, and uh, like steal a bunch of gold, like the movie Three Kings with uh, Mark Wahlberg and George Clooney and Ice Cube. Okay. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. Oh my ooh, gosh, that guy ooh. just cut off a cop. You dipshit. Oh, there goes the lights. Sorry, <laughs> buddy. Oh, you dumbass. Ah. 
fucking idiot. Okay. Well, I think we learned a good lesson today. Don't cut off, cut off a cop. Don't cut off a cop. They will find you because they've got a certain set of skills. Well, since you cut them off, they're right in front of you, so. Oh, right behind you. Correct, correct. Wrong point of view. Yes. So, Derek, uh, we've got a five-minute warning. Can we do a skit today? Can we do another skit? I like skits. They're fun. All right, let's do a skit. Let's do a skit. All right, so why don't you give the, the listeners a, a setup for this? Uh, so... Uh, this is kind of based on a true story a little bit because, uh, recently I came home after a couple days away and my dishwasher door was broken. So today in an attempt to fix the dishwasher door, I'm going to call the helpline. Does that sound about right, Derek? That sounds good. Thank you for calling Spinmore Industries. How can we assist you? Yeah, I need some help with my uh, my spin door, spin more. Um, dishwasher the the door will not shut all the way so i'm not sure what what i need to do in order to uh to fix the situation because i can't use the dishwasher and my lazy kids don't know how to use a rag in order to wash the dishes so i need your help before my wife goes insane because i have dirty dishes sitting in the spin more dishwasher that is not getting washed Sir, we are here to assist you and your needs as they are needed. First, have you tried unplugging it and plugging it back in? No, why would I do that? It's the door. Okay, first we need you to unplug the device and then wait 10 seconds before plugging it back in. That's going to help with the door? Yes, sir. I am a qualified technical support person. I'm not trying to get my internet back online, dude. I'm trying to fix the door. You you understand that I have to literally pull the dishwasher out in order to unplug it to put it back in just to fix the door? And you're telling me this will help? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm going to need you to hold on while I do this, okay? Because I'm not calling back in because I'm telling you right now it's going to take me 10 minutes to do that, and then it's not going to work, so we're going to have to have the same conversation again, okay? So hang on a second. Yes, sir. Okay, I'm back. Guess what? It didn't work. The door still won't shut. Sir, that was not 10 seconds. Would you like me to count for you? Look, man, I'm telling you, if I unplug the dishwasher, it's not going to help with the door, okay? The door is, like, cockeyed, like it's off the track. Is there a way that I can get it back on the 
the the the hinges or something so that it'll shut without having to take the dishwasher out because I don't think you understand how difficult of a uh, of a thing that's going to be for me. Sir, yes, we understand and we are here to help you. Instead of unplugging the dishwasher, we would like you to go to your fuse box and reset the breaker. Again, waiting 10 seconds. How in the hell is shutting the power off to the house going to help with the dishwasher door? What's the logic behind that? Sir, I am a qualified repair analysis and... Are you a robot? What? Are you a robot? Like, is this... Am I talking to... Am I talking to Watson? Sir, I am a human being. You sound like lost in space. Like... Sir. Sir. Yes, go ahead. Sorry. Please show me respect or this call will end. Show your respect. Look, you want me to literally flip the breaker. You know what? Here, let's go downstairs. I'm going to I'm going to go downstairs right now, okay? Okay. This is what I'm doing. I'm I'm at the breaker box. I'm opening the breaker box. Flip. Flip. Okay, now I'm going to I'm I'm going to shut the breaker box. I'm going to walk back up the stairs, okay? Are you still with me? Yes. Holy shit, man. I'm back upstairs. Guess what? The door is still cockeyed. Sir, you did not wait 10 seconds after you flipped the breaker. Oh my god, dude. Are you serious? 10 seconds is going to make a difference. Sir, please, you must follow our procedures in order for us oh, to Oh my fucking god. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yes, yeah, sir. Hey, can I speak to your can I speak to your supervisor? Can I speak to your supervisor? Please hold. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. I am the supervisor. How can we help you? You're the same guy! No, Or robot! What? What? Do you all sound like that? Sir, I don't understand what you are saying. Literally, man, you are talking like this. I, sir, are you I, making fun of me and the way <laughs> I speak? Yeah, kind of, because you don't understand. I just need to fix the door, man. You don't understand. We will skip some steps just for you because you are important to us. And we will send a reset signal to your device now. How the fuck are you guys? How are you going to send that? Sir, I am a qualified technician and I am here to assist you. Okay. Has your device reset? Since when? Like, what is that even... Like, what am I looking for here? The display should be flashing 12 o'clock. It's not a microwave, sir. It's a dishwasher. There's no time on the dishwasher. You understand I'm calling about the dishwasher, right? Not the microwave? Oh. Oh, hmm, I wonder. So, let's start over, shall we? Yes, sir. What is the model number for your dishwasher? Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Zero. 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 
One, two, three. Sir, I believe you just gave me the VIN number. We need <laughs> the model number. <laughs> oh, that—that that is that is that is my fault. I'm sorry. Model number. Excuse me. Excuse me. One. Eight. 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 F. U. C. K. O. F. F. <laughs> Sir, I believe you just read me a serial number. We need the model number. The model number. Where where would I find the model number, sir? It will be on a plate on the inside of the door. Um I'm not seeing a plate. I took all the plates out because the dishwasher isn't working. Sir, I do not mean that kind of plate. Let me explain to you what kind of plate I am referring to. It will be roughly three inches wide by a roughly one inch tall and rounded on the edges, riveted to the door on your dishwasher on the left side if you are looking at it while standing on your head. I found it. Standing on my head? Yes, sir. I, dude, like, literally, I just turned upside down. You, you know, just a little bit. You want to know why? Because the dishwasher doesn't freaking have the door on there right. So I don't need to stand on my head, man. That is helpful. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm glad. Um, Are you ready for the model number? Yes, sir. What, what does the model number typically start with? Because I just want to make sure I'm looking at the right number here. S. S. Okay, are you ready? Yes. Okay, S H U T T H E F U C K U P. Sir, sir, I know what you are doing now. I don't think you do, buddy, because I'm going to tell you what, man. I called trying to get this door fixed, and you know what? Hey, hang on one sec. You're pissing me off so much, I'm just going to rip the door off, okay? Just just hang on, okay? I'm just going to fucking rip the door off right now. Sir, if you rip the door off, that will void the warranty. Wait. <laughs> when I lifted up on the door, it went back into place. <laughs> Thanks for all your time. Sir, we will send you a follow-up call in five minutes to gauge your satisfaction on this Oh, call. you do that. I got all kinds of shit to say about you, your supervisor, your manager, and everybody else. I've got to go. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We have no idea what we'll talk about next time, but I'm sure we'll have a good time doing it. Our email address is thecommutehome at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, drive safe, everybody.